More important than the how we achieve financial freedom is the why. Find your reason you want to be free and wealthy. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Good morning, clubs. Welcome to episode two of my podcast. Yes, I do finally have an episode or show name. I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. I kind of think it's pretty good. Um, I don't know about you. It might just be a biased opinion. But the name of this show moving forward is going to be called A Plebs Take. I thought that was really neat because A Plebs Take is is literally my take on all things Bitcoin, Noster, TCPIP, uh, Freedom Tech, and you know just, just global trade and finance related. I'm going to be giving you my opinions, my viewpoints, the way I see it, the things that I think are most important to understand as a pleb. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. So, you know, that's what we're going to go with. Um, you know, my my thought process, my idea here is that, you know, at one point we've all been NPCs. We've all been walking around this world with our thumb up our ass, just not knowing what's going on and just completely oblivious to what's happening around us. We've all been that person. Um doesn't mean we can't come out of it. doesn't mean that our fellow brothers and sisters, our, our man and woman, you know, like our fellows can't also become full-fledged Ready Player Ones. They, they have to go through a process, an initiation, uh, de, a, a de-brainwashing, so to speak, because... That's what an NPC is. They're just brainwashed into thinking that, that everything is fine and everything is normal. And they're just playing that ostrich move and putting their head in the sand. So we're here to wake them up. We're here to wake up the NPCs. That's my job. So all you real Bitcoiners, honestly, you might not get very much value out of this. It might be fun to watch, though. So let's move on. Uh, in this episode today, I want to talk about wallets. I want to talk about key security and your mnemonic se uh, seed words that are generated when you create a wallet. I'm going to get into that later into the episode. In this intro, which honestly should be over soon, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little story about me. So I grew up in a small town in Alaska, and when I was about 16, I moved to a small town in Oregon. And so I've lived in a small town my entire life, really small, tight-knit communities where everybody really knows each other. You know, my graduating class in Alaska was only, I think, 220 people. And then when I came to, to Oregon, the graduating class, I want to say, was probably like 120. You know, so, so very small towns. Um, there's not a lot of people in my town that understand money let alone understand things like Bitcoin or Noster. And I think it's really important that we show these types of technologies to older generations and newer generations all over because we really need to wake them up to the reality that we have the ability, the power, to change our own lives. So, you know, that's, that's my goal with the podcast. And, you know, when I first found Bitcoin, it blew my mind. I, I was all down the rabbit hole of, oh, well, it can do this. It can save the, it can save the planet. It can, it can reduce 
uh, electrical grid problems. It can it can save the whales. It can reduce climate change. It can save electricity all over here. You know, it can do all of these crazy things. And I mean, while all of that is in a sense true, I'm trying to mellow back my energy on the whole situation because I've noticed that a lot of people don't like that. You know, a lot of people are very confused at what Bitcoin is, what Bitcoin can do, what Noster is. Um, I think people are more inclined to go towards Noster because it is social media instead of going towards something like Bitcoin, which is just a currency or a store of value or, you know, a inflation hedge, you know, things like that, even though it's not really an inflation hedge, it's more of just a, um, I can't remember the word. So we're going to call it a deflation hedge right now. And later on, as we kind of develop this, this idea, we'll, we'll be able to expound upon that more. Anyways, going on. So I found Bitcoin. I was absolutely blown away. I didn't start dog past averaging. I didn't really even do anything. I just kind of put it under the rug. And I think that was actually the second time that I'd heard about Bitcoin because previously I heard about it in 2020 from a coworker. So, you know, skip to 2022. I've been listening to Preston Pish. I'd been listening to a couple other people in TradFi space. And, you know, Preston really was the guy who, who opened my eyes to saving and buying Bitcoin. And, you know, long story short, after educating myself enough, I realized that, that Bitcoin isn't going away. Noster isn't going away. You know, TCPIP never went away. It's here to stay. So is Bitcoin and so is Noster. These protocols are here to stay. So, at the end of the day, I realized what this thing was. I started dollar cost averaging and I lost a lot of Bitcoin. Um, numbers that I'm pretty upset with myself and one day I'm going to be even more upset with myself. And the reason why I lost that Bitcoin was because I didn't secure it properly. I kind of played fast and loose with the words that they were that they gave me and I allowed those words to get lost and completely screwed myself out of a, a sizable chunk. So I'm here today to basically explain wallets from my point of view in a way that the NPC could understand. You know, that's that's my plan here. And hopefully we wake up some NPCs, turn them into plubs, and we'll take these plebs and we'll start stacking sats. So here we go. Let's get into it. Wallets. Custodial versus non-custodial. Okay, so a custodial wallet is going to be a wallet that you were given when you open up an account on an exchange like River, Coinbase, Binance. Um, there's a couple, I think Crypto.com too. I don't recommend those, honestly. It, it, for me in this show, in this, in this podcast, we are really, when it comes to cryptocurrency, we are only about Bitcoin. I don't mess around with any of those other shitcoins, altcoins, or anything like that. So I do apologize if that's the stuff that you're into and that's the stuff that you want to learn about, but you're not going to learn about Ethereum from me. You're not going to learn about Solana or ADA or any of those other crap coins because, in my opinion, Bitcoin is the only one. Okay? So, custodial Bitcoin wallets. 
Coinbase. When you open an account with Coinbase or River, that's the place that I open my coin. My that's my Bitcoin exchange where I purchase. I like to purchase at least. So when you open an account on River, they're going to give you a wallet. And this is basically a place where you're going to hold your Bitcoin. You know, you're going to go purchase dollar cost average. You're going to DCA into Bitcoin every two weeks, every month, every, you know, couple couple months or whatever. And you're going to buy some Bitcoin. And when you buy that Bitcoin, it is going to be sent to a wallet on the River Exchange. River has not really, they don't really have access to it, but at the same time they do because it's on their exchange, it's in their vaults, it's in their thing. So basically what you hold when you have Bitcoin inside of a exchange is you hold an IOU. They hold your Bitcoin and they IOU that Bitcoin. So a custodial wallet basically means that it's being custodied by the person who owns the exchange that you bought it through. Custodial wallets are very dangerous. I would not keep any Bitcoin whatsoever in your custodial wallet. Okay, take your take your Bitcoin out of your custodial wallet as soon as you purchase your Bitcoin. You want to immediately send it over. Where are you going to send that wall that Bitcoin over to? Well, you're going to send it to a cold wallet or a hot wallet, and we're going to explain the difference between the two. So a non-custodial hot wallet is basically a wallet that is not custodial, not held by anyone other than you. Okay, you own the keys, the seed words to that wallet. Nobody else has control of that. However, when we re- when we refer to a hot wallet, we're talking to we're talking about a wallet where the keys are generated on a device that is connected to the internet. While it's relatively safe, much safer than a custodial wallet because the you can't get rugged, there is still a possibility that intent, uh, malintentioned people, you know, hackers, um, ransomware people, could get your key, your private key, and see, I'll explain the private keys here in a second, but if they can get access to your private key or your mnemonic seed words, then your Bitcoin is gone. They are going to steal your Bitcoin. And a hot wallet is connected to the internet. And that means that through encryption, through all of this data, like if someone were able to hack that, they could technically steal your Bitcoin. Now, I'm not saying, I don't understand the actual cryptograph cryptography behind the mnemonic seed words and the key generation and the 64 or the SHA-256 stuff. I, I really don't understand that, so I can't tell you exactly how it works. What I do know is that hot wallets are connected to the internet, like I said, so there is a, a backdoor for bad actors to gain access to that and we don't we don't want that so we don't ever want to keep more than you know a couple hundred dollars in these hot wallets and you might have a couple of hot wallets and you want to secure these just the same as we're going to talk about when we get into securing our words but 
the hot wallet is kind of like the wallet in your back pocket. You know what I mean? If someone were to run up to you and bash you over the head with a ha with a hammer or a baseball bat, they could steal your wallet. And whatever's in your wallet, they have access to. So think of think of it kind of like that. Moving on to a cold wallet, it just means that your keys are generated offline. Okay, whether or not you use a um, oh, what's the word? A random mnemonic phrase generator or you know you roll dice and you create your own random phrase or you have one created on a cold storage hardware device your keys are not connected to the internet they are never cryptographically stored or like backed up on the internet so you're going to have a picture of them or don't take a picture of them you're going to have a thing where you're going to write them down right now the thing about this this cold wallet is that the access to it is the 12 words, okay? Your keys and your 12 words are what give you access to this wallet. And this wallet being offline, there's not really any back doors. There's no places for bad actors to get into. Like the only way someone can get into this Bitcoin wallet is if they have your private key or your 12, 18, or 24 C words. So just keep that in mind. What is a public-private key, you ask? Okay, so the basic, my basic understanding of a public-private key is you need a public key to send out transactions, or no, sorry, sorry, scratch that. You need a public key to receive transactions. You send your public key out to other public keys, and those public keys verify that it's you and send you the Bitcoin that they want to send you. They send, they basically find you on your public key and you find them on their public keys. Now, your private key is what is used to sign transactions going out of your wallet. Let's say you want to pay John. John's paid you, right? John paid you. You gave him your public key. He was able to find you. He sent you Bitcoin. When you want to pay John, you find John's public key. When you find John's public key, you're going to send him a transaction. And in order to send out that transaction, you need your private key to sign the transaction. Now, your wallet is going to already have that private key stored in it. So when you sign the transaction from that wallet, it's going to just send it right on through. There are ways to have that private key done through QR codes, NFC tapping. You know, there's ways to make it a little bit stronger. But, and we'll get into that later with a different type of wallet. But that's basically public-private keys, okay? The private key can derive as many public keys as it wants, but you cannot derive a private key from any of the public keys. So if you have a private key derived from, or you, if you have a private key, you have access to all of the public keys that you've generated from that private key. And that private key will be connected to that wallet. So you could take that private key somewhere else and open up that exact same wallet. Moving on. I know that was a little technical and all over the place rambly. I'm not going to apologize because I said I wouldn't do that. So I'm not going to do it. But bear with me. Anyways, moving on to the next type of cold wallet. Okay, the most secure type of wallet, in my opinion, is a cold hardware device. Okay, a cold storage hardware device. This is a device that you're going to purchase. It's Freedom Tech. Okay, it's a really cool device. I have a foundation um, 
I said, no, a yes, I have a foundation passport, which is linked with the Envoy app. Now, the passport is basically what holds my private key, okay? The private key is on, on that passport, and in order for me to send out a transaction, I have to use passport. It's pretty freaking cool. All right, enough with private keys. So, mnemonic seed words. What are these? These are encrypted. No, no, they're not encrypted. They're not encrypted. They use some kind of hashing algorithm. I think the SHA-256 hashing algorithm. And I'm not going to explain that because you'll, I'll sound like an idiot. But the SHA-256 algorithm is what hashes all these words, like all this, all this data into words, okay? And it hashes the data into 12, 16, 18, or 24 words that allow you to access your Bitcoin wallet. When you generate these 12 words, you have to realize that you're basically generating a passkey, a key or a password to your Bitcoin wallet. And if you, just like you use your private key, if you open that wallet up or open up another wallet and enter in import those that passphrase you will literally be able to open up that wallet and begin signing transactions with a with the private key so it's very important that we discuss the security of the mnemonic seed words okay because these seed words are in fact the password the passphrase the key the access point to your bitcoin and this is how I lost my Bitcoin. So I'm telling you guys right now, when you when you open up a Bitcoin wallet and it gives you these 12 keys these or these 12 words or 18 words or 24 words, however many fucking words they are, write them down on a piece of paper, put some tape over it and store it somewhere safe. Okay, because in the future, we're going to stamp those those words into metal. All right, because those words are literally the access to your wealth, to your generational wealth that you are trying to create, that you are trying to have in this world and pass on to the next generation of your family. So store these words safely. Do not put them in a sock door. Do not write them down on a piece of paper and just leave it like that. Do not, for the love of God, do not take a picture of these seed words. Do not take a screenshot. Do not put them into a password manager, okay? All of those things are connected to the internet and all of those things can be hacked by people who have bad intentions, okay? You don't wanna set yourself up for ransomware attacks. You don't wanna set yourself up for getting rugged, okay? Bitcoin is about taking money, taking your freedom, taking your wealth into your own hands. All right, Freedom Tech, Noster, all of this stuff, it means taking your sovereignty into your own hands. So secure your 12 words properly, all right? Okay, now that we've got that discussed, what did I say, guys? Secure the words properly. Okay, you guys heard me. Now move, moving on to the next part of the podcast, um, we're going to get into regulations coming out around wallet generation and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into like the weeds of the of the stuff, but I want you guys to understand that there are people in the government 
that do not want you to be able to secure your money. They want you to have to hold all of your Bitcoin, all of your wealth on exchanges, in custodial wallets, in things like this, because this is these are places that they can control. You know, the powers that be, the mal-intentioned actors that want to steal from you know that when you put your money into a hardware wallet, a self-hosted wallet, you no longer, they no longer have the ability to steal from you. And because of that, they don't like it. They, they actually, in fact, hate it. And Elizabeth Warren, senator of, oh God, I don't know what state she's the senator of. I'm sorry, guys, but she is a senator in the United States and she is attacking Bitcoin and self-hosted wallets and a lot of other things. But the reason she's attacking self-hosted wallets and FinCEN is attacking self-hosted wallets is, again, like I kind of previously noted, was they want to be able to control your money. They want to be able to tell you where you can spend your money, when you can spend your money, and how you can spend your money. That is why they want CBDCs, okay? They don't want you to have Bitcoin. And if you do have Bitcoin, they want you to have an IOU. They don't want you to hold your Bitcoin. So how do we win this war? Well, I don't know, guys. How about you hold your wallet in a self host or hold your Bitcoin in a self-hosted wallet? Okay, Bitcoin is not about asking for permission. We don't ask for permission in Bitcoin. We do in Bitcoin and deal with what we have to deal with down the road. Okay, at the end of the day, we know what Bitcoin is about. We know what it's not about. And it's not about taking power from the people. It's literally giving, it literally gives the power back to the people. So take your power back. Bring yourself and your family out of the fog, the haze of NPC doom, scrolling and all that other stuff. And start educating yourself about freedom tech. Educate yourself around Bitcoin. Dollar cost average, stack sats, become a pleb. And, and just learn and grow with us. That's, that's all we really ask for you is to just every day, every week, every month, get 1% better at this thing, which when you realize what it is, you'll notice it's the thing that can help bring you, make you a sovereign individual. Securing your 12 words, your keys, is the first step in becoming a sovereign individual, guys. That's, that's what this whole thing is about. I want every single one of you, NPC, plebs, all of you alike, to become sovereign individuals. To be able to say, no, I don't have to live that way. I live the way that I want to live because I choose it, okay? I give because I can, not because I have to. That's what I want for you guys. So on that, we're going to end this podcast. I'm going to leave you with some numbers and all that stuff. So we're going to switch over here to Clark Moody's dashboard. So the price of Bitcoin today is $42,360, um, or cut bucks, as Marty Bent likes to say. Sats per dollar, you can get a, you can get 
2,361 sats per dollar. So honestly, guys, you're still getting quite a lot of sats for, for a dollar. Um, the market capitalization of Bitcoin is 828 billion. So 828 billion, guys. That's very, very small when the grant, let's look, look at this. Okay, so the, so the grand scheme, you can look at Bitcoin versus gold market cap. We're at a 6.12%. We are so small in comparison to like things like gold. But when we start taking over, you'll notice that it'll flip the scale. Eventually, we're going to start climbing higher and higher and higher. And it's just going to it's just going to take off gradually then suddenly. So let me see if there's any more numbers that I'd like to give you guys. Um, not really. I don't really think there's too many numbers that we're going to be uh invested in so again guys the price of bitcoin is forty two thousand today and you can get two thousand three hundred and sixty two sats per dollar so i love you guys i'm really glad you guys joined me today i appreciate all of you being here thank you again so much uh plebs stay humble stack sats have a good one